I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly, and as always, I'm joined by Julian Darius. Julian, how are you doing? You okay? Who am I, and who are all these people pointing <laughs> cell phones at me? That's just, you, that's just walking through any town centre uh, on, a, on a Saturday morning, um, after a good Friday night. Uh, yes, we are into episode two of season two of Black Mirror. We are talking about White Bear. Um, let me just give a quick rundown. Victoria wakes up and cannot remember anything about her life. Everyone she encounters refuses to communicate with her, and they all seem to know something she doesn't. But what is it? This obviously focuses on uh, corporal punishment, and we'll get onto the reveal later on. So, spoilers as always. Um, but Julian, what are your first thoughts then on White Bear? This is. I have not seen all of the the most recent uh, couple seasons or so of uh, uh, Black Mirror. This is my least favorite Black Mirror episode ever. Mm. Um, it I think it is it's not really bad, but it, it's definitely poor and it's irritating. It does not bear multiple viewings. It feels to me like an old school Twilight Zone episode extended to an hour. This would have been a perfectly fine 22 minute episode but you know at 45 minutes it is really weak it focuses on the wrong things it's got that reveal that of twilight zone where you're like you know we would talk about it and say this doesn't really make sense like Mm -hmm. i get that you want a twist but this doesn't make sense this one doesn't make sense and you know i get why (laughs) you want a twist but I mean, it's all about that twist. It really is just a 22-minute Twilight Zone episode stretched to an hour, and it doesn't even look that much better. No, I'll go one better. Okay. I think this is possibly the dumbest episode so far. And I am irritated this gets the same um, review score on things like IMDb as the last episode. No. This is an an 8 out of 10 on IMDb. And I hate this episode for a number of reasons. Um, and I, I'm happy we'll go, go through them. Some of them are just sort of like logistical with the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of it's just sort of, there's a level of cynicism that we, we accept with, with black mirror. Um, you know, this idea of, um, Looking at the darker side of technology, or what we what people would do with it, and all this other thing. What I think Charlie Brooker's message in this is mixed, because it's it's you know again I think you're supposed to ask the question of like oh you know have we gone too far? But like I don't know what the the technology is in this. You know this thing of we're all mm. watchers, we're all viewers, like we all watch through a mobile phone. You go yeah, yeah okay fair point, but that still doesn't make any sense with this punishment um because she never learns anything and but more than that it's 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 it comes back to this thing i've said before about like there are certain films we said it with battle royale that want to make you feel uncomfortable about you know well you're watching kids kill each other Mm, but mm -hmm. but come watch our film about kids killing each other Mm -hmm. And, and this episode has that similar feel to me where it's like um yeah, being a being a viewer of someone being punished in a gratuitous way is bad. But don't forget to watch our episode about watching people that but being punished in a gratuitous way. No, 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 no. Because because you know you're right. But I'm not watching an episode about somebody being punished in a gratuitous way. That would be entertaining. Yeah. This that's not what I get. Because you know what I get instead is a character who wakes up. You know, sort of has. I mean, the most incompetently done sort of flashbacks, you know, that are sort of like, 
you know, slightly digitized. I mean, sees a photo and like feels pain, physical pain as a, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, it's like the worst 1950s movie you've ever seen, you know, with its concept of cognition. Uh, and then, um, but comes to believe through people she encounters. And first of all, people are following, you know, following her, people are video camera, camera her, uh, with their cell phones and, comes to believe that there's some kind of virus that basically she's in the walking dead um and the virus makes most people just observers with their cell phones um and makes a few people uh sort of violent and aggressive and want to hunt uh the people who are not you know so this is pretty preposterous but she goes along with it because it seems to fit you know, she's being told it seems to fit what she's observing, gets in various skirmishes. They're not even Walking Dead level skirmishes, right? I mean, like, they're not that greatly done. Mm-hmm. Um, not that The Walking Dead is all that by any means, but I mean, you know, there are even just like some rough shots, um, you know, where somebody's, you know, coming in the door and you're like, yeah, you could, I mean, grab that shotgun. You could easily do yeah. something different. Um, and, and then at the end finds out, oh, okay, I, I was being punished and I did this horrible murder. You know, I kidnapped a kid with my, you know, with my husband who then was killed and I am being left to, you know, after he killed the kid and I videotaped it and I'm being left to reenact this day over and over again. But the day is not like in some kind of like Twilight Zone-esque purgatory, right? Mm. It's in real life in a in a punishment park, which I like this idea. I don't. But I, I like the idea of a punishment park, and I like we I like iterative things. But so her mind is erased, and she has to go through this day over and over again. Why the hell is this the script that you've come up with? Like this is a script that is very complex, involves several escapes that are you know while dramatic, not exactly the most traumatic thing for her. I mean. You know, at one point, I guess every day she's, you see what I, like, she could easily make a different choice on one of these days, right? Exactly. You know, that's just something is slightly different. The light is slightly different because it's a slightly different time of the year. And so you're seeing through the windows differently and you decide to go for the gun, you know, yeah. where you did it before. The whole day goes off the rails. Well, yeah. I think you're talking about the gun being the weapon. One of the things that sort of that gets me is she goes, you know, she's she's scared and she does all this other stuff and obviously, you know, fight or flight. Her intuition is to is to run, like she constantly runs and she's encouraged to run by the people around her. Mm. But like, I'll get to the logistics of this whole thing in a minute, which is just odd. But you're right. Let's think about the, the maintenance of things she's got. So they've got the glass that gets shot out. She wakes mm-hmm. up in she wakes up in a um if this is gonna be repeated, like I said, there's infinite possible yeah, she wakes up in a house that's you know there's all kinds of things throughout now all m- multiple houses. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there could mm-hmm. be broken furniture, there could be broken glass. Like you're just talking about the gun. She could get any weapon and all of a sudden mm-hmm. like she decks someone or even one of the or even one of the actors or whatever. Like and I know they try and sort of cover that off with the, you know, during the credit scenes when they sort of have the talk about how you interact in the park. But it, it just like, you don't, she could kill herself. She could trip and right. break a bone. She could slip and break a leg or an arm or a, or a wrist or something. So could one of the other people. Like, it's all so, and this is like you say, so weather dependent. Oh, it's a lovely day. So today mm. it's going to work well. Today it's torrential rain, or it's snow, yeah. or it's frosty, or it's icy. Like this so is she goes just... a different direction, and the whole script falls apart. Yeah, exactly, she just runs between different houses, and the yeah. whole. I mean, it's so stupid. It's exactly it. The whole yeah. thing. But the, the one thing that kept bothering me as we went through this, like she wakes up and she, they, you know, she finds the water because she's feeling, you know. She's woke up, she's feeling dehydrated. She has a glass of water. We were literally talking about this before we talked about, you know, dehydration. And she runs around the whole thing and she gets muddy and she gets messy and, you know, she's sweaty and horrible. And and the end of it, they stick her back in the chair, zap her brain, see you tomorrow. She's not eaten. She's had one glass of mm-hmm. water. 
and then and then they'll do it all again tomorrow. And they've pulled and they've zapped a brain and they've given her some medication with her. Like it's it's just so insanely stupid. This is, I mean, and the point of it, I'm trying to sort of figure out the point. We've said this about some of the Twilight episodes. I don't know what the point is. You say, oh, I like the idea of this punishment part. To do what? Is it, so should this episode then be about the uh, privatisation of of the penal system? Should that be the point of the episode? Because this this episode doesn't seem to know what its point is. I've read some of the reviews and people are, oh, it's about unethical unethical treatment and and stuff. No, it's not. Because the episode thinks actually that her treatment, it tries to justify it with this other stuff. It's meant to be about people getting involved and observing that punishment. And it thinks the punishment is fine. I don't know about that. Um, but it, but I think it's about multiple things. I mean, I definitely think that, like, you know, you brought up the fact that the Black Mirror is the reflection of the screen, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was not aware of that, um, at least consciously. Um, you know, I was thinking of, you know, sort of magic mirror and invisibles yeah. and this distorted reflection of our reality, you know, of uh, the concept of a Black Mirror. But to the end uh, of focusing on our devices, it seems to be saying that, or it wants to say, that our cell phones and our various devices in making us observers are making us more distant from each other, more cruel, more callous, and more able to observe this kind of cruel punishment and what this person is going through as our entertainment. But then then presents it as entertainment in the episode. Sort of. I mean, but, but, you know, yes, you're right. But, but also, um, we're kind of cruel and callous anyway, and always have been, I mean, like go to the ancient world. You think they were, you know, (laughs) you know, nice guys. I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, I don't know. I I have such a problem with this, but the the main thing, my main objection is that the way it's told because the way it's told is from her perspective, it becomes a mystery. Yeah. And the solution to that mystery is the most preposterous solution you could contrive. I like the idea of a punishment zone. Um, I like the idea of iteration. I don't know that they go together. I certainly could go along with the idea of like a punishment zone that says, look, you know, you straight up murdered this child, right? Like you are going to be hunted for sport by people with tranquilizer guns and you are on a natural preserve. And so we're gonna, you know. Uh, so you want you you want an episode that's the Running Man? Yeah, sure. You know, except <laughs> just you know, like yeah, we're we're uh, this is part of the the joy of going to Yellowstone is you might see that that murderer, you know, who's like uh, got a collar on and has to mm. stay in a certain space or something, right? Or at least they're tracked and returned so that they don't menace any cabins or something. But yeah, you can indulge. But I'm saying, like, unlike the Running Man the audience can pay to participate or whatever mm. and get that joy of of committing their cruel barbarous acts and fe- feeling justified by the fact that, you know, well, she's a murderer, right? And I think that would then get at this cruelty to prisoners, right? And, you know, capital punishment and, you know, how we say we write off people. People get raped in jail. People get brutalized in jail, People get, you know, hung and under mysterious circumstances. And we just write it off because we say, oh, well, they were criminals, right? Yeah. Um, that would then get at that one thing. But this doesn't get at any of that because it's no. about, it's a mystery. It's an action thriller for what happened to her, you know? It's The Walking Dead, ex- except with people with cell phones. I don't yeah. know. No, no, I agree. No, 100%. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. And that's the, big, that's the biggest problem is, like I say, it sets up this... I mean, it, I, I see why it wants to do it because it wants to pull the rug. It wants to have this big twist that the protagonist that you have been following for this part of the episode, um, all of a sudden becomes the villain, as it were. Like you, you know, you're supposed to switch sides, or you're like, oh my god, I've been following this child killer, or you know, for the whole episode and, and rooting for them, kind of thing. And you go, yeah, but that's sort of that, that's not a shock because that's exactly what this episode's tailored to do. The 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 problem I have with it is like this happens every day. Again, 
Like this idea of punishment. Like mm-hmm. she goes, then she has a brain wiped, and she, you know, she she forgets it all, and wakes up the next day and goes, "It's all again." And then she's presented with the in, in, information again at the end about how she, her, and this boyfriend, you know, kidnapped and killed this child. And go right. So now you're going to make her forget all that, so she'll wake right. up again. So who who is this punishment for? And it's not about the ethics of, of this thing, because I'm a bit like, so who is being penalised here? Because, again, the other thing is, is it how long does this go? Is she like, right, you are penalised, you are punished for this, and you are going to do this for 15 years. So at the fifth, after 15 years, are we going to let you go now? Cool. Does she not notice that she's getting older? Does she mm. notice, like, you know, mm. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I'm saying. None of this makes any sense. And then you say, oh, I like the idea of a punishment part. Right. But it's the fact that this is the problem I have with it. If this was every other day or even one day a week, right, today is the white bear day. Okay, so we're going to be chasing down Victoria on a Monday. And then you've got these other killers through the rest of the week. But it's called the white bear park. The white bear. She's the only one. Yeah. Yeah, And so I'm like, okay, so how, so did you, did you basically... (laughs) Did you dis like unhome a whole bunch of people to form this? Because it's it's clearly a housing estate that they're running around. It's got a uh, petrol station. Yeah. So yeah, what? Do you, yeah. you 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 kicked people out of their houses to do this? To the, or was it going to happen anyway? Or did you build this thing for them? Did you build how, it? Or... So how much does that cost? So how much has the taxpayer paid to build this estate <laughs> for you to do? Like. It, it makes no sense. The whole thing yeah. is logi- is logistically stupid, and I hate it for it because it like it thinks it wants to be clever. This is one of the dumbest episodes because it just doesn't. It wants to be sort of this mystery, as you say, but the once you get the reveal, you just go, "Eh, this makes no sense. <laughs> this makes no sense." Right. Yeah, and I and I think you have to assume that she um is doing this every day for the rest of her life right and and yeah. you know that they're, they're never going to let her go um this is basically a life sentence you know and, th- and there is a hellish nature to that and again that's another version of the story that i'm okay with the idea of you know somebody having their mind wiped and repeating a day over and over but but as you say you know i mean you point out these logistical issues with the town and everything and it's cold white bear but they say we got to get to white bear i mean was that town outside of the punishment park, or well, no, that's, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, it's it a, that whole thing about the tower and the fall, it's all it's all a fallacy. Like there's a, it's oh, basically it's all Westworld. This is Westworld, isn't it? Yeah. And like, oh, they call it White Bear to trigger something in her head. That's the pro. That's the sort of the point. Um, because she says you said White but, Bear and stuff like that. Okay, so so you know, I mean, here's the difference. Westworld is fucking at least entertaining as a television yeah. show. Okay, yeah. that's part of the problem. You know, but then beyond that. Um, so, I mean, there's a version of the mind wipe thing that I would accept as kind of like, oh, this is an interesting take on, again, kind of writing off prisoners or, you know, or just torturing somebody in a, in a unique way. But it's not really torture, is it? And you say like, so you say, what is this? Who is this for? They, they refer to it as a sort of show in mm. that, in those end credits sequence. Who is that show for? Is it for those observers? Because this is consider- considerable resources are being used, right? At least, you know, four actors, um, yep. you know, are, are being used to enact this sort of play every day in which one person doesn't know they're an actor. Okay, that's an interesting idea, I guess. But to what end? It doesn't seem like, like, yes, at one point she is tied to a log and thinks she's going to have her, her head drilled. But... If you really wanted to punish her for what she's done, right, you would have somebody kidnap her, you know, take her out to that woods, you know, tie her up, you know, maybe drive some nails into her body or like really get gory, really mess her up, you know, but then prolong her agony in some way, you know. I mean, you could think of easily ways to make this a far, a, a far more hellish day for her, not just running for her life, and B, reflect in a dante-esque way the crimes that she has committed yes 
And none of this actually does that. Like, it kind of gestures towards it, but in a, like, Wizard of Oz kind of way, not in a real punished Dante-esque kind of way. No, I agree with that, because that's one of the things. Like, when you find out what she did, you know, that she was... um, And this is why, again, again, and I know this is sort of the point, but again, it's not clever enough to to make this point, is that... um, she was with this boyfriend and between them, they kidnapped this, this child and they tortured her and, and you know, to get the reward and that she was burnt to death or whatever. Right. And she, she recorded it all on this phone. So now she is, her punishment is to be recorded her, you know, look her being scared as this child would have been is being recorded. It's being observed through the phone. You go, cool. Okay. I get that. But as you said, there's no, there's no form of, uh, reform in that they're not trying to you know reform anybody, but also like there's a point where they place that photo in the, of the girl in in this in the, in this like the photo frame. So when she comes to, she's like she says, "I think this is my daughter." And so I thought, oh, they're really going to play this up then. So you know, of, of I'm searching for the child, like you know. And so we're going to play on that thing of losing a child, like, you know, that fear of loss and that sort of thing. And then for it to be real, well, you actually killed this child and this is what you put the family through or something like that. But even that gets dropped. It's just, mm. it's it's endlessly messy because um, it, it wants to sort of have this feel, but then race towards this ending and that, that lasts way too long. Um. And Michael Smiley, who I, I like a lot, he's a Scottish guy, who I like in a lot of things. I've seen him in a lot of films. And he's he's very good. But this sort of like over-the-top performance that he gives toward at the end, a bit on the stage and stuff, if he's mm. doing, you know, if this was like a one-off, like that game, a bit like, you know, this is like, if this is a one-off and he's really trying to drill it home, then fine. But he does this daily? You know, well, maybe he gets weekends off, yeah. but like if he's doing this daily, like it would be even the. I think this would be even more callous if there was a show of like the monotony for him, where he's like, oh god, yeah, you know. But he almost takes he's still taking a pleasure in this, however many days they've done it, because he crosses off a day every time he's done the calendar mm. in the house. Right, 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 right. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, this just makes the whole system look vicious and stuff. But like, but and I, I sort of this is what I'm saying. Like, but so are you? Are we supposed to question the punishment or the methodology or the fact that you've wasted millions of pounds of taxpayers' payers pounds on this thing? Of like, I don't get what you're getting at because yeah, she was. We know she, for the her crime was vicious and and foul. So I'm not sure, like, what the point of this episode mm. is. Like, I don't try and get what's the, what it's getting at. Well, we we know that her crime is is despicable and and you know um, the worst ever, right? You know, yeah. uh, near that, um, short of genocide, you know, yeah. or killing a whole bunch of people. I mean, it's about as bad as you get. Um, but then we quickly learned that her punishment was made worse because her boyfriend was dead right yeah he and escaped couldn't punishment. really get right by dying so mm. you know because of that they kind of threw the book at her so then you're like oh okay that makes her a little more sympathetic and then when you see her paraded around like you know uh uh, uh, uh in the french pope mobile with her head... yeah. yes that's right like like a french woman with her head shaved uh for collaborating after world war ii or something you know having tomatoes being sold for two pounds you know to be mm. thrown at her which, you know, is a nice touch. Um, you certainly feel for her. Um, it's, you know, that is, again, putting you in a position where you feel for her. So I'm not sure what, that it knows or that it wants you to know exactly how to feel for her. Um, but you're right. It does sort of muddy the picture. Um, but, the, you know, about what it wants to say as an episode. But the main thing for me is, I mean, you're doing this again every day. Why are you bothering to to, to follow the script? Why not yeah. come up with a better script? It's boring, you know, which is the worst thing you could say about a work of fiction. Um, and, you know, they're doing this every day. They're setting those shoes 
like exactly right in the house. Why? Why do those shoes fucking matter? Like, but then you check off the days on the calendar. So you're okay with her seeing, you know, like a different calendar date. Obviously, she doesn't remember much of the past. So you think that's fine. But then why isn't it okay to put the shoes in a different place? Yeah. Like, it wants you to think that this matters, that it's like smart and carefully controlled. Well, and nothing yeah. in this script or in this universe, this park, is actually carefully controlled. No. The, the, you say about the shoes, it's the glass. It's when he cleans out and adjusts the glass. Like the guy right. puts the glass on the counter and then sort of like slightly twists it. And you're like, why? What's it matter? Like it really doesn't matter. What I think would be more interesting from this would be, I want to see where the families have to pay for this. Like, you know, I want to see a family disappointed that they didn't see it. Because she's running all over the place. How big is it? And what happens mm. if you don't bump into them? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we well, had a we paid, it's we the paid. Same script every day. How do you not know what's going to happen? Well, it depends how, where she runs. Depends. Depends on where she runs out of the house, I suppose, doesn't it? But, but, but they have to get to that, uh, you know, to that station, right, where they have that attack in. I mean, that's choreographed. They've yeah. got a shotgun blast blowing. You know, you know, those shotgun blasts are fake shotgun blasts. How does that work either? Like all the sh- all the weapons shoot different things. Some yeah. are clearly shooting projectiles because they're doing damage. Others are fake injuries, like the guy stumbling out of the the gas station is presumably a fake injury. And then finally, one shoots you know confetti at the end. Okay, but how do the weapons work? Yeah, well, you say that's a fake. Like you might have switched out at some point to have the one that's got the confetti on for the final reveal. Yeah. But you do have two people in masks doing their whole purge thing. Um, one of them has got like a big like kitchen, uh, chicken turkey cutting knife. And they go, right, what, what happens if one of those fall out, falls over one day, drops that, and she picks that up and starts wielding it around? Like, Or what, more importantly, what I was more confused about, what if they actually caught up with her? Mm-hmm. What if those two people with the weapons doing their purge best all of a sudden catch up with her? Because they'll be like, oh, I can't actually cut her or do anything to her because she's got to do a show tomorrow. Mm. She's a star without knowing she's a star. So yeah. then, then all of a sudden it's like, well, we can't beat her up too much because she's got to be fit to do this run around tomorrow. Um yeah, it feels yeah. so oddly sort of contrived throughout the whole thing to keep her safe. Um, but it shouldn't. Like, it'd be even funny if she woke up and had like a cut on her arm and like a plaster just stuck on it mm. haphazardly or something. You go, oh, hang on. Like, no, she can be injured. Like, you realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this whole thing just starts to sort of fall apart the moment you start scratching at it. And it, it really irritates me because of that. Because we've had such strong episodes. And then you have this, you're like, oh, this is just the f- a 14-year-old's thought up this and, and you've gone with it. Like, No, I, I agree completely. And, and and I'm relieved that you feel the same way. I mean, you and I often agree on things and yeah. I think we're more entertained sometimes when we disagree. <laughs> but man, there are some people who love this episode. Oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't for the life of me figure out why. I mean, it has ideas you know and i think mm. it's exactly what you say like a 14 year old's idea of like yeah okay these are some good ideas 14 year old kid i want to encourage uh you know when you become an adult and you have some experience writing you're going to avoid some of these pitfalls right yeah. of jamming all this stuff in and you know you sort of gently say like right and if it's a simulation you know, and it's like, well, but I address that with this end credit scene where they're like, well, and if something occasionally goes wrong, then, you know, you just don't get to see a good show, rest of the show for that day. Okay. But surely that's a majority of days. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a determinist. I believe that, you know, in, in the same circumstance, most people are going to behave, you know, the same way they did the day before if their brains were erased. Okay. I absolutely believe that. Having said that, like you said, you know, you slip on mud, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you decide to go the wrong way because an onlooker is there. Those onlookers are changing the experiment, right? And then most, this is like a better, you know, metaphor for, you know, quantum effects of uh, onlookers than in anything. 
I mean, those onlookers are going to cause her to go in a different direction based yeah. on where they are. So nothing is going to be the exact same. No, exactly. It will change every day. Like you say, it could be raining, so she could actually come downstairs yeah. and just stay in the house for like four hours. And then it was like, oh, you didn't do anything that day. I don't know. It, it just, yeah, it seems so, I'd say, contrived. But one of the things as well is, you know, like you say, I think there are bigger points that this could really have gotten at about mm. the potential sort of like, you know, privatization of the of the justice system or the penal system and <clears throat> people making money from it or it being, ent- or yes, people's punishment being entertainment or something. But this idea of the just of the you know the punishment fitting the crime, or even this idea of just pure punishment versus reform, or it just feels like you say that there's no it presents things to you, and like you say, well, you can make your own mind up, but but doesn't present like a case. It just sort of goes, Bleh! and you go right. Well, what do you want me to know about it? <laughs> it's just there. Um, and I think that's sort of part of the problem is is with this. It's so all over the place. It's such a shocker that it is such a messy version um, that I'm kind of shocked, really. I think that's part of the problem. It's kind of sort of like uh, whip whiplash-inducing when you're a bit like, oh, the last couple of episodes have been really strong, and then you watch this and you're just like, got no idea what's going on. Like, you know, it just it feels a bit... Especially by the time you get to the end, and I am just sat there mm. going like, I don't, I, I don't like this. This feels so undercooked as an idea. Um, Because what happens if, let's say, worst case scenario, of all this running around, repetitively, Mm. every day, she has an injury. Right. That takes months to heal. Right? Broken ankle. Literally can't walk on it. Uh, Yeah. Because she she slipped on on mud or fell over something, or tripped on a curb while running. Whatever. Because she hasn't been fed properly for weeks, so she's weak. So her joints go. And she's like, well, what happens to all the people that are paid to do the play? Do they keep them on? Does the park kept open? Do people get refunds? Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. I know it's supposed to be sort of like presenting an idea, but there's, again, this that thing of like, I just can't get past this idea of an entire park with security staff and gates and everything around a housing estate and a wood being built yeah. to punish this one person. We have known criminals in this <laughs> country that have done all kinds of horrendous things. And this, I'm not, I'm not downplaying this crime. It's, it's awful, but I can't believe that we would go. Yeah. This is the one that pushes us to do this. Well, I can see certain like, certain areas of a park devoted to this kind of thing Hmm. um you know and and really you know the problem is this car drive and you know all of this i mean you could devote a little area like you know the town of westworld right you know the sort of like little town you know it could be this area of the park i mean it could be the area of the murders you know where the murder took place that she was found guilty for i mean that's enough yeah but i mean and this idea of the mind wipe, while I'm okay with it in a sort of different episode, it takes away from, again, her punishment. Yeah, exactly. Don't you want your victim to know why she's being punished? Yeah. Right? Doesn't that make it more hellish to remember this terrible thing that you did that you feel guilty about? You know, but then, of course, you can't have the play that works every day that is the same, you know. And really, all this is, is, you know, a Twilight Zone episode where you say, I can do whatever I want, because in the end, it's a dream, right? I can do whatever I want, because this is the reveal. I'm going to focus on the journey and not getting there. Mm. At the risk of doing our thing of sort of like rewriting, you know, get to this twist 22 minutes in. Yeah. You know, have that park be smaller, have it make a little more sense, and then focus on... One thing that the, um, Black Mirror does really well is focusing on uh, two things that it does really well. It usually doesn't give you the whole story up front, but you figure it out, right? Like it doesn't tell you whether characters are married. You figure it out. You know, you figure out the situation. Um, 
this fails utterly at that mm -hmm. you know and defaults into an older you know model that doesn't work uh for it um and the other is that these episodes keep going on and they go way past where you would normally stop there's always another iteration another you know yep. like years to explore like what would happen to this idea next what would be the next chapter of the story in a way that you we're not used to seeing this episode doesn't do any of those things no it defaults to a kind of like twilight zone twist at the end model and i think if you if you got that twist you know halfway through and then you had way longer to explore like the lives of the people who are sick of doing this every day and you know i mean even if you didn't probably in that process you'd make it make more sense too i mean yeah but you see what i'm saying I mean, split this into I'll tell you. yeah it, no, it is because i think one of the big things about this is this is a regular day yeah hmm. you know you're supposed to tell that story that's the most important story aren't you but what this unfortunately does by the end of the episode is tell you this is just one of the day and that's supposed to be the horror of it oh my god she does this every, they go through this every day and she goes through this every day and you go okay I want to show the exception, right? You're going to give me that one day. Fine, give me that one day. But, like you say, cut that into the first half. Have that reveal and show the monotony of it all being reset and how people behind the scenes are like, ugh, got another day tomorrow, better come in early to do this. Like Treat it like an office job, like a nine to five. But then also counter that by having activists either for or against this punishment, right? Mm -hmm. have it so someone wants to come into the park to kill her that they don't think the observation is enough so they're going to come into the park actually actually have it where the people that are the the, the performers have got to intervene to stop someone from trying to actually kill her mm -hmm. it makes she can't know about this but someone is actively trying to kill her you know go camping in the woods style and have people at monitors westworld style going well this has gone a bit wrong now what happens when it goes all jurassic park or the other way, where she's we find out she this is a one every day, and she's been doing this for five years, and someone's like her time is done. We're coming to shut this all down and actively actually mm. free her. We think this is inhumane, and actually try and give those two counter arguments as to why this should and shouldn't continue. It just sort of being a regular day feels kind of mundane by the time you get to the end. Yeah. And, you know, it, it seems like the most Black Mirror thing you could do is to do both of your suggestions, right? Yeah. Because what Black Mirror does is it goes through that process of, okay, this is next. So, you know, we want to see a non-normal day. I love that idea of having, you know, somebody with the cell phones uh, attack her. And suddenly, like, the rules change, and it's like, what's going on, right? Like, you know, why are these people chasing me suddenly defending me yeah. from, you know, the cell phone deck? And seeing a day go, you know, and hearing how often that happens. Is it happening more and more? Maybe she's released at the end, and, you know, the last, you know, five minutes are her going back to a home or, you know, like, trying to adjust to life again, having been a an animal, basically, in a zoo, um, <clears throat> in a park. I mean, all of these are implications that that kind of thing that Black Mirror does so well normally. And it's just that this almost isn't a Black Mirror episode. It's so strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. And that's the thing. It feels so off kilter with the rest. Uh, you know, another idea, actually, we've talked about what happens when she can't do this anymore. Have an mm. episode where White Bear Park is actually looking for their next criminal to set mm. up. Yeah. You know, oh, who who's who needs a punish? Who needs this kind of punishment next? Like she's, you know, an old an elderly woman now. She can't keep running every day. So what do they do with it? All right, we actually need somebody else to come in and, and fulfill this role. Who can we, you know, sensationalize next? Have them talking to the press about how they can sensationalize someone as a as a demonize them as a killer to make the, to make it acceptable for the public to hate them enough to put them into this park again. Hmm. I don't know, that feels more Black yeah. Mirror to me than, than what we get. Yeah, and that would be uh, sort of, um, you know, uh, very cynical uh, yeah. about, about the press and, you know, how all of this works. Uh, 
that it's really commercialized, right? Like we've yeah. got to find our our next our next victim. Yeah, exactly. You know, make make yeah, make it so you actually question whether that you know how we get we get manipulated into sort of believing people are good and bad and not complex beings when it comes to these kinds of things. Um, you know, yeah, and this kind of touches on that stuff, but never presents a full picture, right? Yeah. I mean. You see with that showmanship, right, a sense of, you know, how this has become commercialized in some way, right? Yeah. And yet, you know, you don't know. I mean, and it's okay not to know how you're supposed to feel, right? It's okay for a show to not tell you how to feel. We're fine with that. Um, it's that it's not in control of itself. Yes. That's the, really the problem. Can I just bring up how Lenora Crenshaw, who plays Victoria, the main character, is not the best actress? Um, no. <laughs> I mean, so we have talked about how good the acting has been on most of these Black Mirror episodes. Here, the lead is a weak link. And especially when she's crying at the end, once she's been captured. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not the best. What I would say is, she was an actress that was going through um, a moment at the time, you know. So she had, she had been in a successful film called Fast Girls in 2012, um, and then she also did. Um, Trying to find it now, uh, it was remade in the states. Uh, Being Human. Uh, she she was in that. She was the ghost character in that about the the werewolf, the vampire, and the ghost all living in a flat together. It's quite good actually. I recommend it. It's a good show. Um, but she was having a moment. Um, it didn't last long because mm-hmm. once she sort of got out of her a certain thing, yeah, it, she she's not the strongest actress. She's done lots of bit parts and sort of like you know she's been sort of side characters and things. But they were pushing her as a bit of a lead person at this point, and um, mm. yeah, it didn't it didn't pan out. Um, which is him because you're right because this is one of those shows where we have, I think almost every episode we've gone. Oh yeah, well look, it's that person that's gone on to do loads of good stuff. So yeah, it was kind of. Or weird. you wonder why they haven't because they're so good. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm talking about Michael Smiley, and Michael Smiley is one of those ones mm. that uh, I, you know, again, he's a real. His presence is always appreciated and. I'd call out Kill List. Um, I think of a couple of others he's been in. He's in Luther. Um, mm, he's mm-hmm. been in, yeah, several things that I think he's he's very very good in. So he he's a sort of a although he's a bit over the top in this. He's he's actually a, you know I appreciate his presence. Um, yeah, but I agree with your about her. She's not the strongest. Um, yeah, yeah. I I mean I don't take offense at her. But there are moments where, you know, I just have the passing thought, oh, she's not very good, is she? Yeah. <laughs> well, know? it does make me, there is one thing, and I want to sort of finish on this point, and again, it's about the logistics of this, because mm-hmm. I was watching this with Alex, my wife, and Alex said, when it came to the end of this, because also the boyfriend, who is the actual killer, she just observed it and viewed it. Mm-hmm. But Alex said, well, what would have happened if the boyfriend hadn't have died? And he was in the park because men are more aggressive. And so she was making the point that they 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 make this character of Victoria is is the victim. Like she's on the run, she's constantly in fear for her life. Like she's the, the she's a literal damsel in distress. Like she she doesn't really become proactive until the end. This only sort of which is true. Like there's you know. M- if you had like a six foot guy who's you know done this, he's more likely to run at one of those people with the cameras and go, well, you know, I need their jacket, mm. or I'm going to try and get the phone, or get what, whatever. It feels like this is predicated on the fact that she's a woman who is scared for her life. Uh, I wasn't sure. And when I asked Alex, well, how do you feel about that? She was a bit like, eh, she wasn't that bothered. But it was something that even she observed as she watched it was like, well, this would have been very different if the boyfriend was involved, which I thought was mm-hmm. kind of interesting as well. Yeah, and I, and I wonder, it's not just a woman, but it's a woman who's relatively young, mm-hmm. relatively attractive, 
Um, I found myself wondering about that, that that's clearly part of the entertainment value. Mm. Um, now, you know, what you point out, I mean, while Alex wasn't bothered by it, um, certainly we are meant to be entertained by a young, attractive woman being put in peril. Yeah. And while that peril is never, I guess the, the rapiest that gets is her being tied to the log, mm. but clearly with a, helpless. But clearly with somebody who's more intent on killing her and killing her pretty fast, actually. Mm. Um, you know, I was shocked by, you know, I was shocked by how sanitized it was, actually. Like, you have a guy with a metal drill and, you know, I mean, there's a horror to that for sure. But he's intent on killing her really fast. Like, it's actually really merciful compared to, you yeah. know, he's like, you know, I mean... It's a terrible way to die, right? Knowing you're going to die, but it's not torture. It's not rape. It's not no. any number of things that would be far worse. You know, it's not even, you know, it's not even um, somebody who was, she was held at gunpoint and tied up. So she wasn't even beaten mm. into the point where she could be tied up, which is usually true in most home invasions, you know, that people are are, are beaten up or, or carjackings where somebody gets in a fist fight where somebody is left in a pool of blood on the road. I mean, this is actually pretty sanitized and, and, you know, but that's because that's, but because she's got to get up the next morning and do it all again. Yes. Right. But then again, it takes away from the punishment. So then you're in this weird script, you know, you're like watching a shitty walking dead episode every day. Like, why would I want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's put this in terms of modern, penal system right she killed or was involved in the murder of this this young girl and she was it was burnt off she observed it all right and so they choose to have this thing where the punishment fits the crime and you're going to be done this day after day after day after day whatever and like you say she's not particularly beaten she gets scared but then it's all wiped and she has to start again so you know fine but if she was actually put in prison like an actual prison and the other inmates knew who she was and what she'd done. I think that would be more like mm. terrifying because those other, you know, women that she's in prison with, like, oh, you killed a young girl. Oh, you is getting it. <laughs> like, you're getting shanked, you're getting beaten, you're getting whatever. Like, that, you know what I mean? It almost, like you say, this almost feels yeah. like a bit of a get out in a weird way. Yeah. I don't feel that way because, I mean, you know, she's. The idea of having your memory wiped every day and, and living a terrible situation is way worse than getting shanked, right? I mean, but you're right that she would not be doing well in prison given, no. you know, having committed this crime against a little girl. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I, this is not, this is very far from the worst punishment you can imagine, yet it has elements that are weirdly more sanitized than you would expect and weirdly mm. more dystopic than you would expect like they're comfortable with a level of torture that is wildly dystopic and yet it's really sanitized at the same time it'll, no, it'll, nothing here fits together no it almost needs to be more futuristic where mm. at the end of the day they have the technology to heal her overnight. So in the morning mm. she's she's brought, you know, so they could give her the kicking of a lifetime throughout the day and then she's mended overnight, ready to do it all again. Um I don't know. Well, I mean, I would say one element that we are not playing up enough is this whole like metafiction of the wall opening up and there being an audience. That's a great moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a really remarkable reveal. Um, it's like that metafictional episode of the Twilight Zone with the yes. actor who sees the cameras, you know. Um, th- you know, that is a potentially really brilliant moment. And yet it's in this episode that just is such a mess. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, uh, I, when I talked about like the ha- having inmates in a park, right, unarmed, and you're allowed to hunt them, you know, with yeah. flank guns or whatever, you know, sounds to me like something that would get at you know as the most dangerous game does or and battle royale does our fundamental inhumanity right yes. we like to think that we're not but then you say well where is the black mirror where are the devices where are the screens oh well now we've got 
and pretty soon you've got this metafictional thing. You've got you know a whole town. You've well, got we've said this, but this is eating uh, yeah. and mind wipes and you know. But you, I mean, yeah, this is where films have done matter. this. Yeah, but films have done it. Like you said that thing of like criminals being criminals being made to fight on an island and people mm. watching it and gambling on it and well, it's been done before. It's like you know it's. Um, yeah, but they're entertaining. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Like, I watch yeah, yeah. twenty remakes of Battle Royale. I mean, yeah. like it's the, so the, yeah. entertaining. The, it's, there's a film called The Condemned. We talk about with, with with Stone Cold Steve Austin as the main lead, and Vinnie Jones is in it, and like other great people, which is literally about that. And I'm like, cool. I would rather go and watch that as a Black Mirror episode for an hour and have Austin kicking the crap out of people. Like you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel you know slightly silly at the whole thing, but it's it's still <laughs> good. Anyway, we are right. running to time, so. Any final thoughts about um, the white bear? No, I'm just glad. I'm just glad we see eye to eye on this. As usual, as usual, you are showing your divine spark of intelligence, uh, and we agree on the lack of spark of intelligence in this episode. Yes, yeah, great minds. We'll come in and fix your episode for you. That's the thing. That's the, <laughs> the point we're all making. Uh, yeah, no, it, it is. The thing is, what's most disappointing, because we've had such strong episodes, but there's potential here. Like, this is one way if someone had stepped in and gone, okay, we'll give it another draft, or, okay, can we focus in on this one idea, or can we shift its focus from this person to that person? I think there is a really good story to tell here. I just don't think this is the best way of of doing it, and I think that's unfortunate, really. The fact it gets so many likes and, and is, is eight out of ten is, is baffling to me. Um. So yeah. Anyway, not much more to say on that. I think we've sort of covered white bear. So, any anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. If you like us talking about this, don't forget we have got a whole bunch of other things. We've talked about us our talks on the the Twilight Zone. Uh, so go check out our trekking through the Twilight Zone every other week. We're going through the. Uh, the first season at the moment. But if you go to our Patreon, there's a whole bunch more. We've got the first, second, and third season already on there. And in addition, we're doing a whole bunch of other stuff to do with uh, our main feed episodes, Transformers, uh, Hitchhikers, How to Be a Guard, a bunch of other stuff. And we've got a load more lined up as well. So go check out the Patreon, link down below. Uh, but Julian, thank you very much for talking some more Black Mirror with me. Um, it's been a great fun. My pleasure. But ladies and gentlemen, we shall see you on the next episode. 